recorded from the naughty capital of the world, Nine Inch Penis Podcast. Here we go. Sorry, it's from about seven years ago, a couple partners back. Had a hot partner. He was six foot four, about 140. He was skinny, had a nice big penis on him. We had a lot of fun together. I was the first guy he was ever with. Eventually, be, he became a slut. So, what can you say, right? Boys will be boys. But anyway, there was a place. This was in Minneapolis. It's been closed down now due to health reasons. But there's a, it was like a bathhouse. Think of a bathhouse. So it was a cool setup. You walked in, you paid your fifteen dollars, and then you. They give you a bag to take your clothes off. I like that. Everyone got naked. That was a good thing. And then they had a new bathroom. The bathroom was nice. Um, then you walked into this little room with a fish tank, and there were four chairs. And I remember the one night we walked in there. We went there many times, but walked in there one night, and there was this guy sitting there with this big 10-inch cock. It was just this monster penis. Like, I have a huge penis, too. But his was just this monster, and he was, he was skinny. Like, I'm a beefy guy. So my cock on him, our cocks probably would have looked the same. But if I put my big cock on a, on, on a skinny guy, it, looked, it, it would look massive. But anyway, so and we were just sitting there. And then uh, and, yeah, and, and my boy's just like, God, I want to touch it. And I said, well, go ask him. He's sitting there showing it off. You know, so anyway, he walked up to him, and he got nervous. I said, hey, my boy wants to know if you can touch your big cock. And he goes, sure, sure. So he let him put both of his hands on his big penis and masturbate a little bit. That was kind of hot. Anyway, then you walked through that room into another room that had, like, a, it was a dark room that had a big bed on it. That was kind of nasty in there. It was totally dark. It was just a bed. A big, like, king-size bed, and that's all that could fit in the room. Like, it was wall-to-wall-to-wall around the bed. And, uh, yeah, and whatever walked in there, I guess, crawled in there on the bed when it came crawling out. Anyway, and then the next room was my favorite upstairs room, and it had a, it had two or three different little things that there was a sling in there and then my favorite was the uh, looks like a little picnic table so he puts his hands on the front of it and his knees on the back of it and then his ass is just sitting there and that was a blast because I love fucking love fucking him and having people watch me fuck him my huge cock and I'm really, I don't let people touch my boys, certainly not in those kind of places. Nobody touches my boys. My boys are mine. Anyway, so, uh, um, we'd go around, and, you know, on a Friday night, there'd be probably 60 to 70 people in there. And I'd wait until a bunch of people were in there, and I'd say, all right, I'm going to fuck my boy. Who's going to watch? And then the whole... It would all be circled with guys sitting there jacking up watching me. Put my huge cock in him, and people are just like, fuck, that thing is so big, coach. Oh, that's got to hurt, boy. I mean, they're just getting into it, like really getting into it. 
and then a couple of guys with nice cocks would be right in front of him, and they wanted to suck him or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 you just look, boy, you don't touch. Anyway, and they would all be erect eventually by the time I was deep inside of my boy, and I would fuck him so hard and so long, probably 20 minutes I'd just be standing there just fucking pulling my huge cock out it's all wet and just shoving it right back in and each time I shoved it in he would just kind of moan sometimes he'd scream it just depended on how tight it was and I just fucked him over and over and over and everyone's watching and it was so cool because then people they would shoot their sperm and they wanted to shoot their sperm on, on my boy but I wouldn't let him I won't let them do that. And some guys would get a little grabby, and I would just push them away. Uh, but they would all shoot their cum on the ground, and they'd leave, different ones. Others stayed to the very end. Then And then when I was ready to shoot my sperm, I just pulled my huge 9-inch coach cock out, and I just shot it all over his back, like four or five huge squirts of cum. Yeah, that was fucking hot. I enjoyed that, and I'd take my sperm take my hand and rub my, get my sperm, and I would reach over and put it in his mouth and make him suck my fingers off. And guys would go fucking crazy watching that. Yeah, then we'd go in the basement. The basement was, it was really cool. So it was like this downstairs, and then it had like these, these two or three different, um, how could I describe, like, like windowsills, but they were very deep where you could sit on them. And so there are people sitting on there as you're walking by. Again, everyone's naked. Then you walk into the room, and there's uh, this big room, and there's like four or five glory holes. And then there's another sling, and there's a couple of couch areas. And we'd go sit on the couch because we were just kind of sexually spent, but we were still horny. We are going to come again. We usually came two or three times. And, um, and this one guy came up. He was cool. I really like because he's like me. He's like totally into boys. Like he loves college boys. He's probably in his 50s. He was a skinny guy with a nice big, really nice big cock. Just a nice guy. And he's just looking. And, and uh, my boy's sitting on my lap. And my penis is starting to get kind of hard again. And he's looking at and watching him kind of tease him and, you know, because we're on a couch, and then uh, my boy's kind of grinding on my cock, and uh, um, with his ass, his hot fucking ass, and this guy's sitting right on the, the armchair, you know, the, the arm of the couch, and he's just like, fuck, that's so hot, so fucking hot. And I said, do you like, uh, you like boy cum? And he goes, oh, fuck, boy cum, I get my life from boy cum. Like, boy cum is my fountain of youth. I need as much boy cum in me as I can get. And I just looked and I thought, yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. And so he really wanted to touch my boy's penis, which was totally huge and erect. He wanted to masturbate it. Uh, but he's a super soaker. My, my boy was, that meant that when he shot sperm, I mean, it was not only like eight or nine huge squirts, but the amount of sperm was so intense. You, you can't even, you can't describe it. Like, when he would be riding me all the time, and then he'd shoot his cum, like, it would hit my eye, hit my head, hit the wall, hit my mouth. 
then just cover my entire body. It was so much gum. Like, I love sucking cock. I love it. I love sucking cock to completion. But I couldn't really ever suck him off more. I did it twice, but he just made so much sperm. It was just way too intense. But anyway, so I said, all right, well, if you want some some boy sperm to help you, give you a fountain of youth, I said, uh, uh, he'll make some for you. Yeah, my boy will make you some sperm. Just get in front of him. Don't touch his cock. He'll shoot his sperm right in your mouth. So this guy got on his knees and just opened up his mouth and watched my boy jack off. And he hadn't come since I'd fucked him. So he was he was really ready to blow. He shot so much fucking sperm, you know, and it wasn't like an exact shot into the guy's mouth. It, like, hit his mouth, hit his face, hit his head, hit his... I mean, there were, it just coated his body. Then the guy, like, just kept putting it in his mouth as much as he could off of his face, whatever. Then he took the rest, and he just stood up, and he masturbated, and he shot his cum all over. Yeah, that was a hot time. No, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that place. We we had a lot of fun there. Anyway, so then I got horny again from watching that, so then I put him in the sling, and there's probably another 20 guys who were watching it sitting there watching uh, me fucking with my huge penis. Yeah, just put this big fucking dong deep inside of him and shot my cum in him, and I'm like, all right, let's go, boy. And we, we left, because that's how it rolls. That's how you are with me. I'm always in control. And when I want to go, we go. So we went back upstairs to get dressed, and as we're walking, the guy with the big cock sitting on the chair there, and he could see my boy, his penis was small. So his penis was pretty long, like eight inches when it was erect. But when he was soft, it looked really tiny. And, and like, well, you would have no idea that he had that size of a cock, my boy. But anyway, we walked through and he was all, uh, my boy was spent and the guy could tell that he was spent. And he just looked at him and said, oh, I guess you, you don't want to have any more fun with me. And we both just kind of laughed. That was uh, that was pretty cool. And then the last time that we were there, uh, right before we broke up, because he was a whore. And again, like I say, if you're a whore with me, if you if you're living with me and you're my partner, and you step out and go put somebody else's cock in your hole, we're done. I I have no time for that type of uh, betrayal. I uh, I expect and demand loyalty. Anyway, so uh, so the last time we were there, it was wild. So we're uh, he grew up in a little town, my boy, a really tiny town. We're talking like six, seven hundred people, way like three hours out of the uh, cities, and he is totally in the closet. I mean, kind of, but. Uh, Certainly nobody in his little town knew that he uh, liked cock or that we were partners and all that kind of stuff. So we were there, and we're, we're in the, the room where there's the sling, and uh, uh, and, all of a sudden, and I'm about to put him in the sling, and all of a sudden he just stands up and he goes, quiet. I'm like, what? He goes, quiet. And he's listening. He goes, do you hear that laugh? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he said, this is who this person is. It's some kid who uh, was clearly gay and very feminine in his high school. And uh, he goes, that's so-and-so. 
And he goes, we used to make so much fun of him for being gay. I'm like, really? Well, look at that. Well, he can now come in here and watch you getting fucked. And, well, he didn't like that at all. He's like, we got to go. we got to get out of here. we got to go now. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, I don't want him to see me. I can't see him. And so, anyway, we ended up leaving, which was so fucking lame. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know why. I just always remember that. I thought, you know, seriously, dude, you know, so the kid, you gave him shit in high school. Well, he should be able to give you shit now when a big nine-inch dick is being banged into you and you're sitting there going fucking crazy saying, fuck yeah, I love it, daddy. I fucking love your big cock, daddy. Because that's what he would say all the time. Anyway... I went out of town a week later, and while I was out of town, he uh, invited some other daddy to come over, and in our bed, no less, he, he rode him. Then when I came back, he felt so guilty, he told me about it, and I'm like, well, uh, you know, he goes, well, but, you know, just so you know, your cock's a lot bigger, and I'm thinking, of course my cock's a lot bigger. My cock's a lot bigger than most, most humans, let alone daddies. Give me a fucking break. And, uh, and I said, well, now you know the rules. you got a month to get the fuck out of here. And he's like crying, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it again. I said, I don't trust you. I don't know you'd never do it again. What are you talking about? So then for the next month, uh, I walked around naked. I usually walk around naked, but I really walked around naked. My big fucking dong, my big daddy cock flopping around all the time. And then we slept in the same bed, and I would... Uh, um, masturbate every night I would just lay there and just slowly get hard and masturbate and he so wanted to ride me he so wanted to kiss me he so wanted to touch me and I'm like nope stay on your side of the bed you don't ever get this again and then finally after about a week or so uh, he just left he went and stayed with a friend because he couldn't handle the, he just couldn't handle the fact that I wouldn't ever let him touch my big cock again. Up next, 9-Inch Penis Podcast questions from listeners like you and answers from Coach after a quickie commercial break. Time for more questions for Coach. Hey, I appreciate you uh, texting him in or leaving voice messages. Those are always fun. This week, we have a couple questions. First is from James in Mississippi. Hey, Coach, would you have sex with somebody who's HIV positive? You know, I grew up in the the AIDS era where I watch friends die. Um, so my my attitude about the whole HIV positive, negative, whatever is well, it's just skewed by that, just based on my experience. I've always said that you know the thing it's difficult to to become infected. HIV positive, um, but it is not difficult to get like uh, hepatitis C, which is incredibly, you know, there's just different diseases out there I just want wouldn't want. So really what we're talking about, when we're talking about HIV positive, we're talking about sexual health, sexual disease, sexual safety. We're talking about knowing your sexual health. You know, so many people have sex all the time, never bother to get checked, so they're just like a walking bullet out there and i'm telling you a uh, majority of people out there in uh, hookup land are walking bullets 
I used to be in Hookup Land for many years, and there'd be like a two-year period where I wouldn't get checked. And people would ask me, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just like, it's just the harsh reality of, of, of the entire experience because there's a lot of shit going on in, in the brain of a man who is just hooked on man sex, man penis, whatever. No different than men who are hooked on sex with women. You can get equally get diseases there, uh, you know, HIV, everything. So anyway, so the answer, the HIV-specific question uh, reminds me of 2009. No, no, I'm sorry, 2013, 14, a uh, partner and I, we'd like to play with other guys. Of course, he liked to play with daddies. There was a guy in from Chicago staying in a nice hotel, so... We went and visited him um, at the bar, just talked about, you know, he met us, he was attractive, he was attracted to us, we're talking, and then finally he goes, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm HIV positive, non-detectable. Now, this is 2013, 14, different than today. Now, if you go on the CDC website, they say it's totally safe if you're HIV negative, uh, I'm sorry, if you're HIV positive, non-detectable, then it's safe once to be having sex. I don't know if they intend for you to have unprotected sex, but they're saying it's safe to have sex. Uh, but anyway, but back then, the, we, we still were not in that place. It's been, a, it's been an evolution in the last 30-some years. And, you know, the good part is they, with the new medications, the uh, life expectancy is uh, rather high. But anyway, so we're chatting, and I don't know that he's HIV positive. Like, my partner didn't ask him that, apparently, before we drove away the fuck out there. And uh, and I just said, yeah, that's a real issue for me. That's an issue for me. You know, and he, he was a little miffed because I'm sure he's tired of hearing this, being rejected because of that. Uh, but he said something that always stuck with me. He said, you know, but with me, at least you know. I, at least you know. You know my sexual health. And he said, and we'd play safe. And I still, no, I wasn't comfortable back then. Today I'd be comfortable. Back then I wasn't comfortable. Um, and so, uh, but that's always over the years have stuck with me. Just I can see his face. I can hear his voice. And he. Just the way he said it. Well, at least with me, you know. And that's so true. Like when you invite somebody into your butthole or into your mouth, you know, like do you really know what you're putting in your butthole or your mouth? I mean, really. Do you really know? So anyway, that's my answer to that question there, uh, James in Mississippi. Uh, second question is from Tyler in Texas. Have you ever been to a bukkake party? Ah, bukkake. It's a Japanese word. I think they started around 1980. It's become a big porn fetish. Um, and I have been to, I've been to a few of them. Uh, and bukkake party is simply the act of a bunch of men shooting their sperm, their semen, their white stuff, their cum, all over somebody who's on usually typically on the floor though i've seen it where they've been on a bed i've seen it when they outside on a picnic bench 
I've seen it in different places where I've done it and shot my uh, sperm all over somebody. Uh, I've never been on the receiving side of it where I've been laying there getting tons of sperm coated on me. But, uh, but no, I, I have. And, and they're fun. They're, they're just a different attitude because you have the one person just kind of laying there. And usually the people I've been doing have been pretty hot and nice cocks on them, watching them jack off. And they're just so eagerly anticipating like this is their their deal i've been to a couple of them where you know there are college boys and this was their fantasy like their fantasy come true that they were going to have all these daddies shoot their uh cum all over them and um uh one time after i think like two daddies came on him came in his face came in his mouth whatever it was so intense for him he just shot his cum and then he like you know, like got up and, you know, like rushed out of there. It was a little too much for him. So, you know, you know, my advice if you're doing that is, you know, you know, restrain the, restrain the dude so they can't have second thoughts. But that's just based on my experience. But no, they're fun. And if you ever get a chance to, uh, to do it, I would say uh, Bukaki, baby. Anyway. Thanks for your questions, and uh, as always, have a great week. Listen to another adventure of Coach in his 9-Inch Penis Podcast next week. 9-Inch Penis Podcast is the biggest growing sexual entertainment podcast. Listen again, tell a friend, and watch Coach Naked while he tells his stories. You judge how big. You can watch on Just for Fans or OnlyFans. Florida Coach 1, the digit one. Not the spelled out number one, Florida Coach One. Hey, if you have a question about today's episode, text your questions or comments to Coach at 332-232-4114. If you want your question heard on a future episode of Nine Inch Penis Podcast, call 332-232-4114 and leave a message. You have been listening to Nine Inch Penis Podcast. You must be of legal age to listen or call. For entertainment purposes only, all rights reserved by Nine Inch PLLC.